Hi guys! Welcome. I'm Kenzie Burke. And I'm Sabelle Levy. And, and this, this is, is the, the Cusp, Cusp Podcast. Welcome, welcome back to the podcast. Today we are sitting here with Eric Roberts who was just on our podcast, but since we recorded, so much shifted in all of our lives, and we had a big eclipse, and we had such a great reaction from the first episode that we decided to dive even deeper with a part two. So welcome back. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. There's so much to talk about. I know, I can't wait. <laughs> what just happened? I just want to get into happened? it. Literally also, we're all different. Happened. <laughs> We've all changed. So you were telling us about the nine-year... Yes. Yeah, let's start there. Sure. Okay. Yeah, well, actually, it started by you both saying that you feel like you're in a new phase of life. Fully. Um, and then, actually, Sabelle, you mentioned that you were... It was nine years, I think, mm-hmm. since you like since you started on this path. And mm-hmm. I, I just mentioned that you know we do move in nine-year cycles, which is a truth. Like, every year holds a numerical signature. And typically, as we're wrapping up a cycle, it's through our ninth year. So we will have almost, like, completed that track, that path, that journey. And then it's usually time to start something new, um, whether it's a new version of that same path or just something new entirely. Mm-hmm. So so it's very fitting that yeah. I was just saying I feel the last nine years of my career is coming to not an end, but there needs to be something new mm-hmm. coming out of this yeah. right now. And then Kenzie said the same thing. Yep. I all of a sudden have just felt like, wow, I'm arrived in my life in this whole searching and trying different things and not feeling rooted and not having clarity really, or like always on the next best thing that really has felt like it's come to a close. Mm-hmm. And then Which I started nine years yeah, ago when, when I moved, moved here. here, it's been exactly nine years. Yeah. It's so interesting. And that's, that's like kind of the whole numerology side of things is Mm -hmm. that almost everything has a, uh, numerological, um, kind of signature to it. So each year has a different signature to it. And then we all have different life path numbers, which we were also discussing earlier. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's really, it's really helpful to know your life path number as well. So you can kind of, again, harness those energies, harness those patterns, and then also tie it back to the events that are happening in your life. Mm -hmm. And then again, your larger blueprint as well. They all speak to each other. Mm -hmm. They all relate to each other. Um, So again, the more awareness you have, uh, the more clarity. And I think I've known the power of eclipses, but we recorded the last episode right before the eclipse. And then holy, when you (laughs) say they are change agents, Our lives, and it's not mm-hmm. just mine, but Sabelle's, mine, yours, we are completely in completely different timelines and lives than we were th- three weeks ago. Yes. Mm-hmm. And this is the first time I've ever experienced it to this degree. But mm-hmm. then you, Eric, even brought up the eclipses themes, right? It was like the past 18 months. Yes. Well, again, this is so interesting because... That, that 18 months ago was the start of that Taurus-Scorpio eclipse series, which we are in the midst of wrapping up now and mm-hmm. like through this year. Um, but part of why we thought it was so interesting for you is because that was the year that you put yourself in storage and, and I think initially went to Hawaii and there was changes in your career happening. And of course, again, it all ties back. Like you have a Scorpio midheaven, which rules the sector of your chart, which is career and public image, which you were going through a massive transformation. And of that. then I went through my phase of like, I can't be in the public eye. Yes. I don't need, I need to go away. I need to take everything off the internet. Yes. 
which by the way, and we've spoke about this before for you having a Scorpio midheaven, it's proper for you to go through massive transformations, transmutations in the public eye. And I know that probably feels uncomfortable, you know, with your, uh, Capricorn placements. You're and, right where you need to be. <laughs> but yeah, you know what I mean? But it's, it's, it's on the public stage and yeah. in your career, it's proper for you. And people, I think people can see these transformations that you go through and, and be inspired by them and be mm-hmm. inspired by them to take action, mm-hmm. yeah. which again also leads to your Aries energy. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also just to tie the other part of that up, the, the Taurus eclipse, you have that on your IC. Well, your fourth house, which is um, the point in the chart which, chart, which indicates home. And you were, you had left your home, you were traveling and kind of trying out new places to live, you know? So again, the themes all, they so all tie back together. It's fascinating. Yeah, yeah. And if I had known that too, during that time, yeah. I feel like it, I would have felt much more ease and grace with it mm-hmm. because it was just turning into this like wild, perfect disaster. <laughs> yes. Which is sometimes you need that. Like sometimes you need the wild, perfect disaster, Yeah, you know, and, and it kind of, that's what, that that's what kind of realigns you and recalibrates you mm-hmm. to be like, Oh wait, I actually kind of mm-hmm. do need to figure some yeah. stuff out, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Wait, I want to so. bring it back to how yeah. you said that this eclipse felt like, the strongest one for all of us. I Mm -hmm. think we can all agree. Yeah. But also I think we've always kind of been in that practice of body alignment, some sort of body work, maybe Mm -hmm. cleansing, detoxing, right? Yeah. This is the first one that we went really hard and made sure that everything we were moving through in the mind, we were moving around and exiting in the body. Well, you're spot on. I mean, the, the Scorpio Taurus axis is about embodiment. So the Taurus typically rules the body, the physical body, and then Scorpio is like the emotional or energetic body. And so we've been playing with those themes for the last 18 months, Mm -hmm. which is why also on the last episode, we were chatting so much about embodiment. And it's really like truly one of the bigger themes of of this was um, processing through our old patterns, things that are no longer serving Mm us, um, old ways of being. And then one of the key ways of doing that is processing it through the body and different types of body work, mm-hmm. which, you know, we've all talked about and we've done together, which mm-hmm. is like breath work and other types of somatic work. And that's, that's what will really help like clear the stuck energy, the stuck emotions, the stuck patterns out of your body. Um, we recorded before the Aries eclipse and you know, we were just going into it and we were like, Oh yeah, eclipses are coming up. Cool. We're going to take notice of it. All three of us experienced palpable sort of um, interpretations of it in our own lives Mm -hmm. and things are radically different afterwards. Mm -hmm. So actually you two, if you two want to share, you both have prominent Aries placements. So you two felt the first one very strongly. I did as well. I was like palp, like palpitating with energy. Like Mm -hmm. I I literally had to go out and get grounded immediately. Kenzie, I know you also felt physically you were feeling that one physically. I mean, I was going to bed some days at like 3 p.m. because I couldn't even stand up. I was like, oh my gosh, something is flowing through, in, up, out, (laughs) and around me. Yeah. And everything changed. And then for me, I was, I was an owl. I was Mm -hmm. completely rewired the opposite. So my daytimes were just dragged on and Mm -hmm. cloudy and tired. And my evenings, my dreams were just vibrant. And Mm. I was completely seeing my reality and my dreams and really working through life through sleeping hours. It just was completely flipped. See, and I 
love this so much because again, you are speaking to your chart. You're speaking to your placements with all of your Aries placements in your 12th house, which mm-hmm. you and I spoke about mm-hmm. when we had our deep dive session. So what's session. the 12th house? The 12th house <laughs> is the subconscious, the unconscious, exactly what Sabella is talking about. Mm-hmm. It is that dream world. It is It is the the... Um, the illusion the other realm mm-hmm. and it's not even necessarily the illusion it's just what's not physical material reality it's but when you were not in touch with that let alone know that that is part of our existence or that we can experience such a degree of different dimension in this real world yeah. you, it's i mean you'd think it's like illusions Totally. You get scared. Yeah. You could get really scared if you don't, if you don't have like a handle or an understanding yeah. on this, yeah. which is why it's so helpful to understand this knowledge. Cause you can be like, Oh, I'm not slipping away from reality. I actually just have like all of these 12th house placements and I need to just like, yeah. And so chill you and broke meditate. a big pattern yeah. too, because Huge. you opened, you, you let and allowed myself and Eric to come in when you were feeling that way. And I think that was a big pattern break for you because you're someone I think as a Taurus and just as who you are, you kind of think and you can handle everything on your own. Mm -hmm. And this, after kind of watching a process you went through for four or five weeks and I was just like, it's time that you get some, some this was the first time that, you know, it's usually like a week at most where I'm going through the motions of something and I could normally journal it out, think, think it out, bathe it out, you know, do back alignments, get it out and it'll arrive. And this is the first time that it lasted so long. Mm -hmm. And we did the session. I did two hours with Eric. Eric came over. Yeah. How did you feel? What, what was, what was the experience? So when you came over, I couldn't wait to start talking and like, (laughs) I was just like, I do not know what's going on. And I was so confused. The more and more we spoke, I think you were, I mean, not that you're ever shocked at this stuff because it's just second nature to you, but, um, everything I would express was so you, you studied all my stuff before you came over Mm -hmm. and I would express to you like my points of confusion or where I felt you know, pain from childhood arising or themes, you know, you presented all the patterns to me, you just laid it out. I was like, Oh, this is what I'm going through right now. This is how it was in high school. But my childhood wasn't like this. Oh wait. Mm -hmm. And you, you really just woke me up to everything that had a purpose in my life. Amazing. And then I felt so, I felt, you know what, if I texted Kenzie too you after, changed. I was like, mm. so yeah. much after that. I, my voice changed too. Yeah. Kenzie's yeah. like, you're, you're speaking on a different, um, mm. different level. And I was just breathing. My heart was very light. Amazing. And with like a light heart, I just had a clearer mind. Really. I just had a clear mind. I mm-hmm. went from feeling cloudy and just tired to so excited Mm -hmm. when you left i was like yes energized Mm -hmm. you feel like you have your vitality back Mm -hmm. because you understand Mm -hmm. you know that confusion um dissipates you know well and learning about those 12th house placements probably has brought you a lot of peace yeah because if you don't understand that other realm or or you know mm-hmm. right is that what you would call it um, another realm other or, state of mind other, other state, state of, of mind right yeah. but like we live in a very 3d world that i feel like if you don't have that kind of yeah. information that can feel very scary to 100%. someone who doesn't know we're also not taught any of this yeah. stuff you no. know so it's we all we all have this journey to go on in terms of like learning who we are, our energy, our archetypes, our patterns, um, 
our connection to uh, whatever this like other energy is, whether it's our subconscious or whatever, however you want to perceive it. You know what I mean? It's like, we all have this journey to go on to kind of illuminate it. Yeah. Yeah. I think one of the things when we did our reading together was when you talked about my incarnation cross. Yes. I was just going to bring this up. So actually how this went, you know, we were chatting and part of what I do in my sessions is I ask a lot of questions because Mm -hmm. that's, um, that's how I am able to sort of dive deeper and kind of, um, people's pattern, again, people's energy patterns, archetypes reveal themselves with questions. Mm -hmm. And Sibelle spoke (laughs) her incarnation cross to me. And I had knew, I knew it because I researched it before I went over and I had read it. And I was like, I just have to stop you for a second. Like, let me read you your incarnation cross, which for people listening, your incarnation cross is um, related to human design. And um, it can be interpreted in a bunch of different ways, but it can also be interpreted as like your your purpose in this mm-hmm. life or your soul purpose in this mm-hmm. life or where you're heading. Mm-hmm. But Sibel literally spoke it to me almost word for word, mm-hmm. almost verbatim. Mm-hmm. And then... And then I read it to her and was that like an eye-opening moment for it you? It was crazy. Yeah. So it, it started with me saying that one of my frustrations is if I give myself time to do anything, I could pretty much figure it out. And mm-hmm. what I witness is other people arrive to that learning a little slower. And mm-hmm. I just wish for them to like get there sooner. And mm-hmm. I see the ways they could arrive there. And it's, it was like one of the things that frust- me, frustrates me with this life mm-hmm. And it was like me basically feeling so mature for this lifetime yes. and kind of wanting to go back to previous ones mm-hmm. where this one just felt that I was in a, I feel I'm in a position where I need to do so much guiding and like mm-hmm. carrying other people and less where I'm being carried the opposite. And like, you basically spoke my incarnation cross to me, which is me recognizing that we're all cells that are created and then we die and again and again and again. And this process of actual like reincarnation and like regrowth and death and born again and dying Mm -hmm. again. I believe your cross is, I believe it's the cross of incarnation. I'll have to double check it, but it's, it's literally that. And mine is, um, the cross of consciousness, which I spoke about a little bit in the last podcast as well is I'm here to talk about consciousness. Mm -hmm. I'm here to talk about Mm -hmm. all of these things. Mm -hmm. And you know, I, I've always been interested in it, but I fought it for so long until, until I really dive deep into all this stuff. And that's really, again, that's where you learn that like self-acceptance and self-love. And you're like, Oh, this is my blueprint. Yeah. It's how I was designed. It's the most empowering place to arrive to. Yeah. I think that it's almost surrender it's not even it's it's acceptance right Mm -hmm. and it's it's just embodying and accepting who you are Mm -hmm. and i think that it's that's one of the most powerful places you can be in life is just accepting what you're here to do who you're here to be and when you can do that like when you say that i'm supposed to like constantly transform right Mm -hmm. it's like wow, I can use that. Like I'm finding a way to like use it in my career. I'm finding a way to own it and to step into it versus, and like lead with that. And I think that part of like what Sabelle experienced last month in her own darkness Mm -hmm. and part of like what I was experiencing the past 18 months or two years is like, not taking the time to listen to the deeper message of 
you know, it's like, well, I want brulee. Well, I want to live in Hawaii. Well, I want Austin to work. Well, I can't go back to California because I said I left. Like, mm-hmm. not actually taking the time to listen to what am I supposed to be doing? Like, totally. oh, I'm not going to do food anymore. I'm not going to yeah. talk about that anymore. When it's like everything in the universe wants me to do that. And then I'm just living at war with myself and with yes. my life and with my career and with my money yeah. versus mm-hmm. getting, and, and then nothing feels like it's working. Mm-mm. Cause you're fighting yourself. Cause I'm mm-hmm. fighting myself yeah. and then like mad at myself because I changed so much. And like, I can't believe I had a podcast and stopped it. I mm-hmm. can't believe that I took this off the internet and mm-hmm. feeling so angry at myself for that until arriving at a place and I know Sabelle arrived there in the past couple weeks I've arrived there you've arrived there where we're all just like forget what we're supposed to what we Mm -hmm. think in our mind we're supposed to do like God or universe if you want me to like help people through nutrition then I will Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden like I feel good and I feel arrived and my heart feels full you've accepted and Mm -hmm. I don't feel like the world is against me anymore. And I know Sabelle's just arrived there and you've arrived there. Mm -hmm. And I think it's such a perfect time, like in, you know, astrology and all these things that we're talking about, Mm -hmm. but also then to like, for all of us to have this experience where we've really dove into our blueprints and then have seen what we're supposed to be doing and just put our hands down and said, okay, we'll do it. And then all of us have just (gasps) grown exponentially in a matter of weeks it's it's funny because this this came to my mind earlier and it's it's are we dancing with life or are we fighting life wow yeah and that's it yeah yeah are we going with the and we don't choose the song no No. that's not for us (laughs) no you know love it or hate it you need to figure out the steps 100 (laughs) percent And I love that. You, all your 12th house placements, I always call you out because Sabelle has the most beautiful, poetic like metaphors that always come out of her mouth. I'm always like, they like stop me in my tracks sometimes. And I'm like, wow. Um, but you're right. You're right. Sabelle speaks in poetry. Literally. And it's Thanks, so, Chris. it's her 12th house placements, you know? Um, but yeah, are we dancing or are we fighting? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, I think actually the three of us share a major placement that also indicates that, which is, um, our North node in the eighth house, which is the house of Scorpio and our second, our South node in the second house of, um, which is traditionally Taurus. So it is our soul's journey to evolve from something more, um, kind of ordered and conventional and stable into exactly what we're talking about, which is like truly jumping into the void and dancing with life. And it, that's the scariest journey of all. Because all three of us, I've watched, I'm you both are my best friends. Yeah. So I've watched us all do this for years, yeah. but we've all tried to live like we're going to be, we're going to be, we've got it figured out from our heads and it's yeah. fine. And it's just not been working for any of no. us fully to like really be who we want to be. Well, it doesn't feel safe. Yeah. It feels, it's extremely triggering to be like, oh wait, I got to just dive into the void, into, into the unknown. But for us, that's where the magic is. Well, actually more and more that feels more supportive than what I could do for myself anymore. Like I feel like I've completely exhausted my own ability to be my strongest pillar. Mm -hmm. And this is the next thing because that wasn't working anymore it wasn't working it wasn't working we were fighting we were fighting with life we were fighting with ourselves Mm -hmm. so we had to take we had to take that dive in and truly like understand what it meant to surrender and it's 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 paid off dividends for all of us Mm -hmm. 
But again, this it's all relative. Well, first of all, I think that is advice that everybody can take in some aspects of their lives. Mm-hmm. That particular path is unique to us. There are some people out there, let's say that there are Pisces South Node, which is that sort of 12th house, Neptunian, dreamy energy. They're meant to go towards a more Virgo energy, mm. which is more ordered. Right. So some people are meant to go into a more, yeah. more ordered path, uh, a more um, you know thought out analytical path and great but again that's the magic in knowing your blueprint and knowing who you are and what you're supposed to be reaching for because it's not one size fits all this is a beautiful tapestry of information you know and it's about putting your unique pieces together (gasps) i love that i would would. tell you you would 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 love that i didn't even mean to speak i used the (laughs) word tapestry was one of my um (laughs) metaphors for a while writing something she'll be like should we write tapestry i'm like no Use the word tapestry. Yeah. I don't know where it came. It was no, in the so field. Now always uses yeah. the word tapestry, and I'll be like, no. Yeah. Or like, we'll be making an Instagram bio for the podcast, and I'll be like, no. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know where that came from. I mean, just in Sabelle's energy, and tapestry just downloaded for me. Um, Something that when we were at dinner the other night that you brought up, I think it'd be cool to speak about on here, but. Yeah. Um, you said something about how we were talking about how we learn through different themes, mm. right? And yeah. I, cause like my theme in my life has always been career. And I've always been like, why is that? Why yes. is that where all my lessons come from? Why can mm. I not do anything in my life, but mm-hmm. focus on my career? Why is it the one thing that's like, just, it's been at the forefront of my life to get quote unquote, right. Yeah. And it's the most important thing to me. Mm-hmm. And it's been the thing I've been the most frustrated with. Cause it's like, I want it so bad yeah and then you were like well all of your lessons are in this house and they all come through career yeah and i've always said i'm like i just feel like i once my career is quote unquote right Mm -hmm. then i'm going to be in a space for relationship and to be a mother and to do these things i want to do but i've felt like the universe will not let me Mm -hmm. do any of those things until I really get the career thing right for myself. Yeah, you're spot on. And this is the fun stuff, like really truly seeing your blockages and your path forward. And that's what we talked about. And you have um, an unbelievable indication of energy and sort of karma uh, in the second house, which is the house of like finances and stability. Um, you have your South node there, you have your sun there, you have Saturn there, which is karmic lessons. You also, again, with the career, um, you're, you're a Capricorn rising. Yeah. You, so you have that Capricorn energy. And then again, you're ruled by Saturn. So there is very, very karmic indications tied to those themes. Extreme, like actually some of the most karmic indications I've seen in anybody's chart around those themes of, of really, truly like having to work through those themes to progress to where your soul wants to evolve into and where you even without even having to say it's your soul's path you say you want to move into Mm -hmm. which is the relationships the mother uh motherhood and and things like that and that's your libra north node and that's your libra north node in the eighth house like you and you've been doing it you've been doing it step by step by step addressing all of these things but it just takes time Mm -hmm. it's a path but like for kenzie it's not I mean, I've watched you, Ken. This is not little things that you're working <laughs> through. I, I know we talk about like evolving, but this is Kenzie in large part shit. actually mm-hmm. completely digging a grave for many things mm-hmm. and actually rebirthing something new the way she wants it. It's just a whole nother level. Yeah. 
You want to go there? Yeah. Let's go there. <laughs> yeah, <I'm> chill. <laughs> yeah. You you have an extremely heavy chart. You yeah. do. More I've s- known since I was born. Yeah. I remember just being like two and being like, holy fuck, this is a heavy life. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you do. You do. And the fact that you've remained as light and and as agile as you have, it speaks to your incredible strength. And again, you have that Aries energy, which is strength and fire. But um yeah, you have some really heavy placements in your chart, including so Capricorn rising is is heavy in itself because you're you're ruled by Saturn. Saturn is um, time, karmic lessons, um, responsibility, step by step process, things like that. But not only that, um, and I think we discussed this a little bit on the last episode. You had Pluto in your first house of self for 15 years. That's a major, major transit and a major placement. You basically had to regenerate your entire Mm -hmm. identity Identity. over the course of 15 years. Mm -hmm. That is a massive, massive undertaking for anybody. For anybody. Does that resonate with you? Yeah. Yeah. And I know exactly 15 years ago when it started, Mm -hmm. I started to get really bad migraines Mm -hmm. and I would get home from school and I would close all the blinds and I would just sit in a dark room and Mm -hmm. then was diagnosed with Lyme's disease. What's wrong with her? She's so depressed. Mm -hmm. But that's when it like really, and I I can remember the day, like a 15 and it's been like that. And like, I, I forced myself out of that place at 18. I was like, I'm going to move to LA Mm -hmm. and like, but I lived with that darkness yeah. in me yeah. and I had to move it and move through it and like move through family stuff and career stuff and public image stuff but, and like deep stuff. And mm-hmm. I felt like my work that I've moved through has been like lineage stuff. Like yeah. I've been doing work for my mom and my dad and my yeah. family and then also like keeping myself afloat. And then when I made my career public, it was like trying to keep other people afloat. Mm-hmm. And it's just felt... Yeah, like I would say what Sabelle said, like I, the things I've worked on and worked through have been heavy. And I yeah. think for so long, what has been the hardest thing for me with all that is just feeling like no one understands what this feels like. Mm-hmm. And so then I would just really alienate myself because it would be like, I can't just go on that trip with you guys because yeah. you're all like happy and light and like I'm moving through something or Mm -hmm. I have to like figure something out in my career or Mm -hmm. this is going on or I'm feeling this way or this family situation is going on and then it like would also play a role in that heaviness and darkness of I'm so alone yes yeah you've had to carry a lot a lot over the years for yourself I think for your family for other people and again there's indications in your chart of you transmuting um, generational issues, generational trauma, even past life, um, sort of issues that can, can carry over into this life. And I know you and I have talked about that at length before, and it's something that you resonate with as well, but you know, you've been on such an amazing journey. And again, it's, you know, we've talked about this. There's, it's a path. It's a journey. Like there is no one magic, Um, system. There's no one magic pill. There's no Mm -hmm. one magic psychedelic. There's no one magic modality. Trust me, I've looked. I have looked. I've tried it all. I've been on this path for a long time. It's truly the path. It's, it's through facing yourself and it's through knowing yourself and, and 
continuing on the path forward where these big transformations happen. And you've done and that. And I can say yeah. that because I've tried it all. I've yeah. done the psychedelic therapy. I've yeah. done all of it. And I, I'm still on the path yes. for sure. But I would say from March, my 27th birthday to mm-hmm. right now, and right before my 27th birthday and like right around it, I felt like I was going backwards. I was mm-hmm. like, why do I feel like I felt two years ago? Why am I acting the same? Mm-hmm. Like I, I was freaking out because I was like, I've done all this work and yeah. I feel like I'm going backwards. And you were like, Kenzie, you're coming out of a 15 year year cycle. Yep. All of this stuff is about to like come up and it's about to be released. Mm-hmm. And then sure enough, it did. And it was, I, I looked like within, mm-hmm. I looked at my chart. I worked with you. You and I like worked through it. We worked through the eclipse energy, mm-hmm. but like we went to my blueprint. I didn't go to the psychedelic. I didn't go to yeah. the psychic. I didn't like try to get information elsewhere. I listened mm-hmm. to within and it's like, catapulted my career which as we know is super important and necessary for me and I feel like it's helped me clear so much of this heaviness Mm -hmm. because it's it goes back to acceptance it's like okay I accept this this is my life and I'm going to accept it and I'm going to accept myself and you accepted that you had to go through it yeah because the only way the only way forward is through and forgiveness and forgiveness. Yeah. To myself. Yes. Cause I think for so long I was mad at like everything I was doing Well, or like, why did I do this publicly? Why did I take the podcast off? Why did I do yes. this? Why did my blah, 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 blah. Yeah. You were, you stopped being hard, hard on yourself. But the other part of that is which we all have is that, you know, we all have to face our, our shit. Like we all have to face our stuff. That's how you really transmute and change. And that's how you really accelerate on the path Mm -hmm. is not only becoming aware of these things, but the acceptance that you're like, oh, I am going to actually have to look at the things that I'm scared of, my fears, my shadow, the things I haven't talked about. Like Mm -hmm. those are the things that you examine and you release what no longer serves. Mm -hmm. And then you also integrate back into you Mm -hmm. so that you can move forward. Mm -hmm. This was like the tear down rebuild concept that we were talking about. 100%. Like it's not ever, if at all, actually letting anything go because like we said, everything still is a part of us. Mm -hmm. It's just how are we evolving from it or navigating or pivoting it. it. Mm -hmm. But you did that. I mean, you, you finally tore Every, whether it was you tearing everything down or mm-hmm. everything was torn down, <laughs> you were brought back to your ashes, so to speak. Yeah. And then you, you recreated everything for yourself. Recreating. Yeah. 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 From a very sober, clear, clear, clear-eyed place, mm-hmm. heart-centered mm-hmm. place of acceptance, mm-hmm. of deep acceptance. And again, acceptance ties back to that metaphor from earlier i hope it's a metaphor i hope i'm saying that right the one where it's like the acceptance is the dancing with life Mm -hmm. yeah you know Mm -hmm. your acceptance is you you choosing to dance with life you are co-creating with life i'd say it's a feeling Mm -hmm. like in all my experience of 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 not only trying to regulate myself constantly Mm -hmm. just to like be okay and be able to show up in life um but like no matter what i did i felt like feel the same. Like I can start any business Mm -hmm. and the energetics of how I feel is still the same to finally get to the place where it's like, Oh, I can shift the feeling of it to have different experiences. That's 
just mind-blowingly magical. You became aware of your dynamics Mm -hmm. and again, the energy, the archetypes and the patterns, Mm -hmm. and you were able to shift from Mm -hmm. there. That's the real power. And that's the empowerment of all of this. And that's truly like my mission with this is for people to feel empowered with this information so that they can truly live, live a life that feels good, live a life that is filled with, you know, all of the good things. So let's go back and touch on the shift in the past couple weeks. I watched all of us really come together as a group of friends, us three, and we were like, you know what? We've all just gone through this massive change. Let's also move it out of our bodies. Mm-hmm. I personally went on like a liquid only cleanse to like just teach my body that like our bodies hold on to emotions, right? So if you yep. eat breakfast at the same exact time, every single day that's attached to emotion. So I was like, I'm going to shock my body and not, and, and change it up from emo- like being attached to that emotion. Mm-hmm. And then us three were like, let's move this energy out. The bell, you were kind of coming out of in a very intense period. And so we went to breath work mm-hmm. and it was Savelle's first time at breath work. So maybe you should speak on how, yeah that felt to move it out of your body. <laughs> we went to um, a holotropic breathwork uh, class, which is that three-part series where you are breathing two two parts in through your mouth and then one, and then you breathe out through your mouth mm-hmm. as well. And it, it really oxygenates your body and also helps you release stuff. Yeah, so this was yeah. a re- with re- <laughs> intention for release. Yeah. And we sat down and you guys are like, let's go. See, we didn't really tell Savelle about it. I was, like, trying, I was like, trying to warn her They didn't say anything. Bit. I was like... I was we were like, like Savelle, do you want to go to breathwork with us? <laughs> guys, like, mind yeah. you, the only type of like kind of body work that I do is I go to this guy, Terry, he body aligns me and I do meditations and I do breath work at home. So I thought what I was doing was No, when we got there, I actually was like, shit, I should have told Sabelle what this was. Yeah, it's intense. It's an intense, (laughs) for anybody listening who hasn't done it, it's a very um, active, intense version of breath work. Yeah. Yeah, I I was like trying to warn you a little bit. I was like, wear comfy clothes. (laughs) I mean, she already, yes. I was like trying to give you little hints. Yeah. So we sit down and and the class starts and all I hear is Eric go, see you on the other side. I was like, what the hell are you? (laughs) So yeah, we, we start in this, you know, as, as the songs change, each tier of breath works change and it's always the same inhale with your breathing, but Mm -hmm. then as you change tiers, it's a different exhale. And then each exhale is just Mm -hmm. a little stronger and stronger. And you go from just breathing to sighing to moaning, like puffing and moaning to yelling. You change the intensity of Mm -hmm. it. Yeah. So, and then you yell, which is an amazing release. That's my favorite part. It's like primal, sort of like primal screaming, which is some type of somatic modality, but Mm -hmm. it's amazing which yeah. by the yeah. way if anyone ever has frustration this has been my new thing yell I in just, a pillow yeah yell in a pillow or even in the morning i'm like just doing breath work on my little med and i'm just scream when i need to <laughs> yeah. scream and then all of a sudden it's gone out of my body totally it feels so good yeah, yeah. and if you can't do that go into your car or something or yeah. just find somewhere that you can go yeah oh, um amazing. but so what were you feeling as you were doing it because this was new for you yeah, yeah so so the breathing thing great yeah tier one amazing <laughs> tier one, chill tier yeah. two my my fingers start to tingle. Yeah. Also fine. I've experienced that before. And <laughs> but tier levitated. two, <laughs> my levitation, we'll get to that. Yeah. Tier two is when I start having just like my visions in my head. I start reflecting on things mm-hmm. and I go back to my childhood and I'm on a, it was like recess and I'm on a court, a 
on one side of a handball wall mm -hmm. and then my whole class and the whole world was on the other side of it yeah. and i was dark i was a black shadow and mm -hmm. everybody else was vibrant and colorful mm -hmm. This is tier two of breathing. Yeah. Also, that felt good. And I start to get emotional. Obviously, let it be. Tier three, while I'm having this <laughs> vision, which the vision doesn't, doesn't change, wow. my right hand starts to just raise and it starts to levitate. And I'm obviously cognizant of it. And I bring my left hand to bring it down. <laughs> and I can't bring it down. So... <laughs> It's fine. It stayed like mid. Yeah. I go back to my reflection. I was like, okay, my hand's obviously not going to move. And while I'm back in my reflection, trying to like analyze this darkness of a shadow that I was mm -hmm. against the world of vibrancy, mm -hmm. my, and I start to turn into color. My hand goes even higher mm -hmm. and it goes up so high and it starts just pulsing. And mm -hmm. my hand is just, <laughs> pushing out i don't know like fire yeah. blowing something out of my hand it's just going nonstop. Wow. so we were in what a 45 to 15 minute it was breath about a 50 work. minute and breath work and you're laying down and as you're well, laying down yeah. half of the breath breath work my hand was just up yeah and it lasted so long that i just wasn't quite sure if that was the case so when we all grouped afterwards and i asked the teacher i'm like did you see what i it was my hand she's like oh girl you were your hand was levitating you were <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's you were you were processing something you were mm -hmm. releasing something and see, yeah that's been your biggest pain point just the um what you saw mm -hmm. which was being Everyone was on one side and light and you were dark because I've watched you process that so many times, like in your career and in your, why you've always felt like, why am I not seen? Why mm -hmm. do I feel in the shadow? Mm -hmm. And it's just so interesting that that came up too in that way. Well, also though, the, another feeling I had with that with what I was seeing was I was also heavy. So something about my shadow and my darkness was also the closest thing to the ground. Mm. Everyone on the other side was like, was very light and mm -hmm. airy. So like, yeah, I talk about that all the time. Like my darkness and my heaviness and me being even, even my, with my work photography, like it's all, it's me behind the lens. Behind I'm always behind, behind something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what I felt in that moment and after my arm kind of relaxed, that's when I started to cry. And I was, I was really like, you know, breathing heavy <clears throat> and really crying. And I was crying out the weight and the darkness. Mm -hmm. And it was just transformative for me. I think that's when I was saying, I feel like I've hit this nine year yeah. big chapter. It's really just I'm not doing that anymore. Like and that was the yeah. everyone's going to hear my voice. Years. Everyone's going to know what I look well, like. Even me, like I'm going to hear my own voice. Totally. Another thing is it actually started to feel, to feel my own skin again. That was numb for about not crazy numb. Yeah. Don't get scared for me. But I, I finally started to have very strong sense of touch yeah. to myself. And, and you've also like, stepped into kind of doing this podcast which was a big shift for you totally. to use your voice to be seen mm -hmm. and i've noticed such a shift from you just since that well it's so interesting all of the things you said also relate back to your placements like you have sun in the 12th house like the 12th house is the house of the unseen like it's literally the house of the hidden world so your vital essence 
like feels that, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Mm. But you are in the process of transmuting that in a way that's going to work for you where you Mm -hmm. do feel seen, where you Mm -hmm. are stepping into the light. You're, you're taking these gifts of the 12th house, which is this like major, major, um, connection to source or your subconscious or whatever you want to call it. And these artistic abilities, which you do have, and you're so talented. Um, and now sort of transmuting that into stepping into the light and to being seen. And it's, that's your new cycle. You have this context. You can use it. You Mm -hmm. can, because you have been so magical without using it. You are Mm -hmm. someone who will say, I want to get this shoot. And then the next day you're like, Ken's guess who messaged me? (laughs) You know, and I've always been like, how does she do that? Mm -hmm. She can have anything she wants. And I think you haven't fully known your own power. And now that you've been learning about it through this time, which I think your own darkness that you just experienced has served you so greatly because it's brought you to this point where you've been working with Eric, where you've been understanding yourself and you're making these huge life changes based on who you are now and your life has really worked for you Mm -hmm. without knowing it. So it's like, wow, what's going to happen now that you do know how to work with it. Mm -hmm. Another thing I just wanted to say is that like, we're never stuck and we're never just stuck in one pattern or even with this information, like knowing your North node, knowing your placements, whatever, that doesn't mean you're stuck doing one thing. Mm -hmm. So please like everybody know that is these are again, energies, archetypes, and patterns. We have free will. We are Mm -hmm. able to um, live our lives in a way that feels good to us. And there's so many, there's so many ways that we can live out this energy. Mm -hmm. So don't feel like you you're getting stuck in one career or one area of your life that Mm -hmm. you think that, Oh no, this is my North node. I have to be doing this. It's like, no, it's, it's the possibilities. are. Anyone can do it. Like I have excavated and moved everything and you can do it. I firmly believe wholeheartedly that had I not taken every single thing that arrived or every single thing that I felt and moved through it, I would be that dark Mm-hmm. 15 year old in the dark room with the curtains closed the rest of my life like a hundred percent gotta do gotta it do the work gotta do it but everyone who's listening is here to do the work yes so let's let's hear from them we put a question box up on instagram and we got some great questions cool. for you eric well you too come on you both have <laughs> you both have walked this path so we can all we can all speak on it well let's start with this one because okay. i think this is a great place to start someone said if i know nothing about astrology where can i start Mm, great question. Learn your big three, first of all. Learn your sun, your moon, and your rising sign. That's that's an amazing place to start. Those are your three core energies. It makes up the vast majority of your vital essence um, and placements here on Earth. Um, I think that's a really amazing place to start. Research, like if you're a Libra sun, Research what Libra means, what the archetype of Libra means. If you are a whatever rising you are, if you're a Gemini rising, research what that means. And you can Google all of this stuff. Mm -hmm. There's resources online. Again, be discerning with what you're reading and always, always look up multiple sources. Don't take any one thing for gospel, but like just start exploring. Mm -hmm. That's my advice. That's truly my advice. Start exploring. And then Look at books, look at blogs, mm-hmm. follow astrology podcasts. Like mm-hmm. there's it's, great accounts. Yeah. yeah. It's it's you meander your way in, you know. There's also great starter astrology books that you can find. Like everything you need to know about astrology is it's 
you know, you start there yeah. and then you keep going. Yeah. Human for design me, is also really that was a, a great, great place to start. starting point for me. Human design is an amazing place to start. It's a little bit. Um, I wouldn't necessarily necessarily say it's more complex than astrology. In some ways, it is. It's a little bit harder to uh, digest. digest if you're new to it rather mm. than astrology. But there are some core things that you can take from human design that and they all will open up your world. And that those are easy to together. understand. Yeah, like your type, which is yeah. whether yeah. you're a reflector, or yeah. manifesting generator. That helped you so much. That see me when you so learned much. Oh my god, you're a reflector. You're a yeah. magical unicorn. You know what I mean? Like you needed to know that. You needed to know what your energetic yeah. makeup was in that sense, yeah. you know? So I needed to know, I mean, it really, for me, that helped me understand why I'm so, I mean, ultra sensitive to, mm -hmm. to people where I almost become them if I spend too much time yeah, with them. You'll absorb. Yeah. So I think, yeah, I think those are really great. Totally. Start, points. start slow. It's, it's a journey. That's, that's, that's my best advice. Yeah. It's really good. Good. And so someone said, how to use your birth chart to manifest a successful business? Which house tells you what career you're destined for? Oh, that's a good one. Good question. There's a, there's a couple different indications for, um, career and it's a little bit more complex because you want to tie in other things. Like again, what is your, doesn't energetic? it depend what your career is too? Totally. And right. you look at, you look at all your placements and you look at your North node and your South node, you look at your um, Saturn placements. I think I, I, if, if we're just starting Let's do off, an example. if something easy, basic, you can look at your midheaven. you can look okay. at your 10th house because that's the house of career. So for example, if you are a cancer midheaven, you know, you could say that you are going to do things in cancerian themes, which is something in hospitality, something in caretaking, um, being a nurse, being a doctor, uh, that like themes like that. That's mm -hmm. a really good place to what start. What is Sabelle's Midheaven? Um, let me, let me consult my handy dandy chart right here. <laughs> um, Ooh, Sabelle, you are a, uh, Pisces Midheaven. Oh yeah. Oh that's my gosh. Right. Of course. That's right. Of yeah. course you feel. Artist, artist, yeah. artist, teacher, um, guide, yeah. which is all the things that we talked about. And is again, those are all the things that you were feeling called to like before we, like in the beginning of when we started talking and in our session, like you were like, these things are coming through. This message is coming through really strong yeah. to me. And again, all of the indications are in our chart and that's the beautiful thing. That's the message I want to get out. Like we know this stuff. So when we really see it and learn it, we can trust it yeah. and pursue it with, with faith. Yeah. You know? And when you know yourself more, it actually comes through way easier. Yeah. So I've been connected to myself for a while, which is why even come college when I graduated with a finance and marketing degree, I was like, no, I'm not doing marketing analytics. I'm not going to sit behind a desk and do that. It's not for me. Totally. And then I was like, let's do photo. Let's try photography. Perfect. Yeah. Photography is such a beautiful interpretation of the 12th house, Pisces, Neptunian energy. And a reflector. And a reflector. And a reflector. Like, yeah. Yeah. You don't get a better photographer. Maybe coming back to, if I don't know anything about anything, where mm -hmm. do I start? Look at yeah. all of, it's, it's putting the pieces together. Mm -hmm. Look at your midheaven. Yeah. Look at your human design. Mm -hmm. Um, Human design, I think I started with human, yeah. like I always yeah. knew my astrology, but I'll never forget it. It was 2019 mm -hmm. and it was a month before COVID. And I was really kind of starting to feel like I needed, like spiritual awakening was starting to really happen. Mm -hmm. And Spell and I were just recently friends. And at the time I was like signed with management and 
I just was not feeling like everything was draining me. Mm-hmm. And I learned about human design and it said, you're a manifesting generator. And if you have to do one thing in your day, I'll never forget it. I had a, a job deal with Dyson and yeah. they were paying an extremely <laughs> amount of money. Yeah. Sabel remembers this because I would not stop talking about how I had to post this Dyson <laughs> thing. I had to post a Dyson vacuum cleaner and it, it, it would take me 20 minutes to post. I talked about it for months. I was like, I have to post the Dyson. I have to post the Dyson. And it was like draining me. And then I read about my human design and it said, if you have to do one thing that's not aligned with you, it's going to make you feel depleted. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I have to get rid of management. I can't post the Dyson. Mm -hmm. But it really, it taught me a lot. Like it taught me to say no to anything that doesn't light me up because it makes me exhausted. And so many people would be like, post the Dyson for 10K. But I'm like, no, it was actually making me feel Yeah, it was like worse. You didn't even post the Dyson. No, I didn't post it. I left management before. You like fled the scene. <laughs> She's like, sorry, bye. Yeah. And human design is amazing because it's body mechanics and it's your body responses. And again, it's another form of intuition and awareness. So yeah. it's, it's incredibly helpful. It's a good place to start. Such a good place to start. We have two Saturn return questions. Ooh. And I think we should add what is a Saturn return. Mm-hmm. But the first question is how to navigate your Saturn return. Mm-hmm. And the second question is where do I steer my focus during my Saturn return? And then let's mm. also add what is a Saturn return? That's a great And those the are, ages. And the those age. are great questions. And let's say how Kenzie, Kenzie's relationship with her Saturn return now and then mine yeah. with my exit. 100%. <laughs> cool. Um, Saturn return typic- is a transit that happens. Um, it's when the Saturn returns to the sign of your birth, like of the day you were born. Um, so let's say you have your Saturn in Pisces. It's for anybody that has their Saturn in Pisces, you are now experiencing your Saturn return because Saturn just moved into the sign of Pisces. So it's, it's when transiting Saturn moves into the sign that it was in when you were born. Um, it typically happens anywhere between 27 and 31 roughly. Mm -hmm. Um, and it is a massive restructuring of your life. Um, and I know I can speak to that. I know you two can speak to that mm-hmm. as well. It's, it's really the transition from, I would say, to put it simply, like childhood into adulthood um, and sort of releasing the things that are no longer working for you. Yeah. You know, you've lived these, you're living this life or you're living a certain persona or you're, um, you know, doing things that are not serving you. Once you come around this time and you have this Saturn return, it's going to start feeling real uncomfortable if you are living a life that's not aligned for you, mm-hmm. if you're in a career that's not aligned for you, mm-hmm. if you're in a relationship that's not aligned for you, if you are um, living your day-to-day life mm-hmm. in a way that's not energetically aligned for you, you are going to start feeling it and you're going to be like, what the hell is going on? Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's going to feel like a revelation, you know? Um, so that's, that's the essential gist of it. Um, what to focus on during the Saturn return. I would say, I would say it's, it's an amazing time to truly start diving into your placements. That's, that's the best advice I would say. It's really good advice. I would, it's, it's the, it's, it's the time. Like it's, if you are aware of this stuff 
and you are feeling these things and you even have this general awareness of something shifting, this is the time to truly dive into your placements because it will give you this illumination. It yeah. will give you this clarity. Granted, you're still going to be going through this transit. Things are still going to be changing. You're still going to be wrestling with it a little bit. Mm -hmm. But again, like you'll be like dance wrestling rather than yeah, fight wrestling, yes. mm -hmm. you know? Um, so that Things are already moving. So if you learn you what's going on, you can move it. You can harness it. Yeah. Yep. So, so research the energies and the themes um, again, like if you have Saturn in Pisces, like what does that mean for you? And what what kind of themes can you work into your life? Um, and then research your other placements and your other parts of your design because then it's really the the key here is to start living a life that feels more in alignment. I think and be open to change. Yes, be open to change. Mm -hmm. Be open to change. Be open to the signs, the messages, yeah. what the universe wants you to be doing, what yep. lights you up. 100%. Don't stay stucky. Don't say stucky. Don't say Saturn, stucky. Saturn is heavy and stucky. Yeah. It can be. Um, so do you two wanna do you two wanna talk about Okay, your, so I'm yeah. 31. My birthday was on May 1st. I just turned 31. Yeah. Happy birthday. Thank you. And the goat. I'm at the end the goat. <laughs> I'm at the end of my Saturn return. Yeah, you actually you're out of it because you have a Saturn in Aquarius. So it has left. Yeah. Did you feel like it was a massive period of change for you? Well, remember when we spoke, I felt that everything was just culminating into one thing that just needed to explode or die. Yeah. That's, I was it's like, almost like you woke up and you were like, whoa, this is my life. What's going on? Mm -hmm. Yeah. The old version of your life that was no longer working for you. Mm -hmm. You need, it's, it's time to evolve. Mm -hmm. That's, that's really what's out in return is it's, mm -hmm. it's the time to evolve. Yeah. I would say it's just a different, it's a different life for me mm -hmm. all of a sudden. Yeah. It's almost like, I mean, I think it's that nine year cycle closing, mm -hmm. but it's almost, I'd say it's go time. Like it's an, mm -hmm. it's, it's, I don't feel in that trial and error kind of, I yeah. don't feel attached to the heaviness. I don't feel attached to what was. And I think everyone's Saturn return is different. Totally. I think because I went through such a dark, heavy, long period, mm -hmm. this is my time where I'm building the life that I want. And that's mm -hmm. how I feel like I have this feeling within me of like, I'm going to do it. Totally. I'm going to do this and nothing's going to stop me. And I feel like I've like let go of the ankle weights Yeah. and I am now listening to the universe. I'm stepping into my power. Mm -hmm. I'm harnessing it. And I feel like my Saturn returns really going to bring me the change into the life that I've known I could have since I was born, Yeah. but felt stuck in this like karmic cycle and yeah. pattern and lineage. And so I just feel like my Saturn return feels exciting, but I've also endured so much heaviness and pain that yeah. there's nothing that really feels painful to me anymore. Mm -hmm. And so my Saturn return just feels like I'm ready to work. It's going to be lighter for you. Yeah. And yeah. something that like, I'm open, I'm not speaking in ultimatums because if I met the person tomorrow, I met the person tomorrow, but there was for so long, I would be like, am I going to be alone forever? Like, am I always, am I never going to be able to like have joy or be a mom? And you said something to me, Eric, right before my birthday or mm -hmm. right after I was like, when do you think I'll meet someone? And you're like 30 after. Yeah. And I felt so deeply like, you're right. And it, but it made me just accept and excited for the next three years of like, you know what? I'm going to create 
the life I've wanted, but I'm going to be who I've wanted mm-hmm. to be. Like career is so important to me. Yeah. So it is so important that I have a strong career and I'm the person I want to be in that because that's also like the kind of going to make me the mother I want to be, the partner person I want to be in a relationship. Mm-hmm. And so I just feel like my Saturn return is an exciting time to build myself and let go of these karmic things and the family and the ankle weights and fly. And even if it's hard, I'm ready to fly. Perfectly said. Fly with perfectly said the hardness. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Perfectly said. Okay. How do you tell compatibility in a chart? Uh, so there's a lot of ways, there's a lot of ways to, to, um, look at that. Um, and again, I think we're, we'll, we'll take a look at your, you and Sabelle's chart. Like that'll be a good example. Okay. And we're only looking at your birth chart here. So okay. there's also, that's not even taking into account like I'm excited to do this because or numerology or things like that. Okay. Um, one of the biggest things first we off, karma together. Wait, to I start know off, our charts are very compatible. Your charts are extremely compatible. You have a lot of very compatible placements and a lot of very compatible, energies and archetypes running through your charts Mm -hmm. first off probably the biggest one is that um kenzie is an aries sun and you are an aries moon Mm -hmm. people that have that combination where it's a sun moon combination instantly feel comfortable in each other's energy is that something that resonates for both of you yeah yeah i think that sabelle and i also have very karmic life lessons like we learn a lot through each other mm-hmm. and through anything we go through you have different planets in in the same houses mm-hmm. oh yeah we're pattern breakers so like for instance you both have a lot of placements in the fourth the eighth and the twelfth house these are known as like the spiritual houses so mm-hmm. you both can relate to each other on that really really mm-hmm. super deep level wow that is not inherent in relationships that don't have that sort of connection. Mm-hmm. Like Sabelle, you have um, immense 12th house placements. Mm-hmm. Kenzie, you have Jupiter in the 12th house, which is um, a very spiritual placement. And it's also a really beautiful spiritual placement. That's like you are, um, again, like we talked about in the other episode, Jupiter is like abundance and gifts and blessings. Mm-hmm. Like you have spiritual gifts, which I think you know. And yeah. I think you have started working with and you've started discovering. I don't know if you've been talking about it yeah, as I much have. on here. I haven't publicly, mm-hmm. but I yeah, have. Yeah, but you are. Yeah. You're really diving into that world and you do have those things. And Sabelle, so do you. Mm-hmm. So again, you both are swimming in those kind of archetypal energies. Mm-hmm. Um, you both have very strong eighth house placements, which is that scorpionic, plutonic energy, which is mm-hmm. death, sex, rebirth, transformation. Um, and our relationship, we've definitely moved through those yeah. kind of themes, yeah. even like in the nature of our, like rebuilding the relationship and like moving through different waters. Mm-hmm. And let's go into Kenzie and her fiery, like really strongness. And then my groundedness. So where is our charts compatible? Well, you're a Taurus right. sun. So you have that inherent sort of earth sign energy you do have a couple other capricorn placements as well which is that earth sign energy i would also say for you um that your reflector energy plays a part in that because you Mm. are you're somebody you just have a calming energy Mm -hmm. you know what i mean you don't have that sacral fire Mm. that kenzie has coupled with all of that aries energy (laughs) so you're a nice like counterbalance for yeah. that in that a lot of ways me in some pretty sticky situations yeah. let's just say that yes we almost drove off a cliff <laughs> like literally almost drove off a cliff 
I almost drove us off of it. <laughs> and she was like freaking out. I was like, it's, it's just, it's okay. No, it like, was probably Because we're having a Thelma and Louise moment. No, oh, yeah, it was, yeah. Wow, that's wild. We landed on some random far off road in, in, in Colorado. In the of Colorado in a car on a 90 degree day with no air condition and no four wheel drive. Jeez. And the we, only cars that were allowed on that were like <laughs> trucks, like pickup. It was the scariest thing I've yeah, ever done in my wild. life. And I was driving yeah. and I am like heated. And I can tell Sabelle is like trying not to shit her pants. And but she was just like keeping me so I was like, aren't you freaking out? She's like, no, I'm not. So all that to say, I definitely was freaking out, but yeah. we, 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 uh, we got back down the hill alive because of our placements, right? 100%. Well, yes. Well, and of Sabelle. course I was driving. Yes. I well, Sabelle, you, so you're a Gemini rising and Kenzie's a Gemini moon. So again, you have wow. two again, of wow. your major yeah. placements that are correlate with each other. So your lens of how you view the world, which is that mercurial Gemini mm. sort of lens you have over through your whole world. Um, that's how Kenzie's inner world is. And that's how she processes Whoa. her emotions. Whoa. So again, Whoa. like that's a major compatibility connection right there. Wow, that's wow. so cool. That's yeah. sick. It's super cool. No, I, when I looked at this, I was like, wow, like it makes sense that you all are as close as you are. Um, Sabelle, you also have a lot of Aries in your chart. Um, but again, Sabelle loves Aries. In a different way. Like you're, most of your Aries is in your 12th house, which uh, almost subdues it in a way. It, it expresses in a different way than Kenzie's, which is again, like that purifier. Yeah. I'm actually like, Kenzie's one of the most Aries people I've ever <laughs> seen in my entire life. And it's, it's kind of amazing, kind of wild, but you are extreme Aries. It get much hotter yeah, Kenzie, than that. Kenzie has like, you're South Node in Aries, you're Mars in Aries. Like you are very, very Aryan and therefore also like Martian Mars because that's, and that's the planet of action and forward motion so, so cool um yeah there's a bunch of other things too like kenzie has two planets um in her first house of self uranus and neptune um which is a whole other thing and we can talk about that another time which is a really unique placement but sabelle you have that in the eighth house which is sort of that like deeper spiritual placement as well so you all can kind of connect on those energies as mm -hmm. well it's sort of that's almost like a um that's almost like a spiritual energy. That's almost, that's what you were talking about before. Like that's a spiritual energy you yeah. can connect on and sort well, of that's that. What, yeah. How we got close in the first place yeah. mm -hmm. is, is it was right after I learned about human design mm -hmm. and COVID hit and I started reading the untethered soul and okay. Sabelle told me about the untethered soul yeah. and that we started talking and I was like, do you, how do you stop the voice in your head? And she was like, I don't, I don't have, have thoughts. <laughs> and I'm like, what do you mean you don't have thoughts? I, my thoughts are going to kill me. Like, yeah. what are you talking about? But it opened such a door for deep conversation. And that was really like, we really started to unbox mm -hmm. so much. Totally. And again, like you all have such complimentary placements, but Sabelle, like it's not that, and we've talked about this before. It's not that you don't have thoughts. It's just that you are so connected. Like you're so in the present moment mm -hmm. that that's actually when thoughts cease, you know? So yeah. that's also beautiful medicine that's so for beautiful. I like other. how you said that. Yeah. 
Wow. Yeah. And then that Uranian energy where you have sort of that connection, um, that's probably why you all can create together so well. Mm. And you really create these really beautiful works together. Wow. I would say that that correlates. Yeah. So again, like there's, there's more too, and that's just the birth chart. That's not even like all of human design or numerology or, um, astrocartography and all of that fun stuff. So, okay. Last question is, I think this is a really good one. I'm very emotional and often feel like I'll never be able to control my feelings of sadness. I'm a water sign and I'll, I believe that I'll always feel this way. What might help? Mm. Mm. Good question. Um, I think that's very perceptive and intuitive, which is characteristics of water signs. I would have to look at the whole chart to give a little bit more detailed advice. Um, But what I would say is to find ways that are going to let you process through your emotions um, in a way that feels healthy for you. And then also, I would say, because again, you're a watery sign, do some grounding embodiment work mm-hmm. to, to ground yourself so you don't feel so adrift and mm-hmm. in the flow. Mm-hmm. Um, I think also acceptance, especially with water signs and especially with that um, sort of emotionality. I think our society can kind of shun emotions, you know, in, in a lot of ways. And so I think even just accepting the fact that you are you that, are that. Mm-hmm. and it's okay. It's, it's a beautiful thing. It's a superpower in a lot of ways. Um, but to know, like to let yourself flow through those things. Um, and then I would explore other parts of your chart and your design as well to kind of give more specific detailed advice in, in ways that you could harness mm-hmm. your other energies to, um, and step into them. Yeah. Yeah. Cause one, maybe you have some fire in there that you could totally. lean into. Ooh, this is good because this was in my notes to talk about today. Um, find, find medicine, yeah, find, I was find, about to say, find your medicine. Maybe it would help for this person who asked yeah. this question to know maybe their human design would allow them to understand navigating certain people that they keep in their surroundings or they engage with at different times of how emotional they are or strong they are mm-hmm. or you know what i mean like yeah. that part where it's like understand your neighbor or your friend yes. closest to you yes. because that's going to play a huge role in how you then react or or even don't or can exist yeah. in yourself is important. 100%. And I would say even like connect with other water signs so that you do feel seen and you you guys are operating on the same frequency. And it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, we we do have this emotionality mm-hmm. and it's it's cool. It's normal. Mm-hmm. But then also find find a friend with heavy water, um, sorry, heavy earth sign placements. Mm-hmm. Somebody that's grounded. Mm-hmm. Somebody that like processes their emotions in uh a more grounded sort of ordered way that could feel really beautiful for you Mm -hmm. to lean on and to Mm -hmm. lean into that energy. And it's so great when you have like my two closest friends are sitting here at this table. You guys are both earth signs and I'm fire. And it's like, I need that around me. Otherwise everything will be constantly up in flames. It's just how I operate. (laughs) You have a lot of fire and air. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm just like, woo, hot sauce, this, that. Oh my God, let me go burn this. It's fine. And having two friends that are very earthy, it's, it keeps me very here and balanced. I think that's really great how you can find medicine in people 
Well, and same, yeah. same. I lack fire in my chart. You have, mm-hmm. you're, you are on fire. You literally <laughs> have so much fire in your chart. And so it's been beautiful example for me to see somebody, um, that takes action so quickly and with such power as you, like that's been medicine for me, yeah. you know? So it's, it's a beautiful thing. Like find your medicine. Yeah. Yeah. Find your people and find, find your medicine 100%. and use it as a way to connect with people. Yes. So I, I believe that even Sabelle, like Eric and I have had this relationship for a year and a half and we, we voice message every day, minutes and minutes and minutes of voice messages about all this stuff. But it was like bringing you into this crew in the past four weeks has been so exciting and yeah, fun. It's been amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm 31 and to say that I'm excited to just make new friends and build a whole new circle and just expand and know more and love more Mm -hmm. and like hug more and smile more Mm -hmm. through new people that I haven't met yet and trusting that I'm gonna have that like right now and super soon and that's evolving is really really exciting and because I've just surrendered into that and you're creating it like we've all of a sudden just even shifted like what we want to do with the podcast and Mm -hmm. made the next guest list and like based on that and that's that is taking control and being in charge of your destiny. 100%. And I, you're speaking on exactly how I, I kind of wanted to end this podcast, which is um, the note to everybody that we are conscious creative beings. Like we we play a key role in the creation of our own lives, our actions, our thoughts, um, our, our choices, our relationships we are the ones that can really harness all of this to start creating the life that we want. And so um, as much awareness and information as you can have is only going to help you create the life that you want going forward. I think you have a lot of work to do to make everything super accessible for people. Like some of these questions, I was like, Eric, these should just be courses or something for someone to just like download and do. There's unlock courses coming. Yes, but... In the meantime, yeah. if anyone wants a session with you or to be supported with you, by you. Reach out. Reach out. 100% yeah. reach out. It's yeah. really amazing. Yes. You all have an amazing community and everybody that I've chatted with so far since the first episode has been beautiful and truly special. So yes, I love my cusp people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're all deep divers over deep here. Deep divers over here. <laughs> deep divers over here. Yeah. I love it. Cool. Thank you for coming back. Uh, so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Part three sometime. <laughs> Let's see what happens. We'll just keep it rolling. Let's see what happens. Thank you so much for tuning in. Make sure you connect with us on Instagram at Kenzie Burke and at Sabelle Levy. And be sure to follow the podcast at The Cusp Podcast 1P. It's home to inspiring quotes, many more conversations. Everything is linked in the show notes. We are so grateful you are here. Stay tuned for an exciting next episode. Bye for now.